So today, I'm going to speak to you on what are you busy with? Now, it's not that like, you know, your mother used to say, Niks ma, niks. Okay, that's not the, what are you busy with? Okay, I don't want you to, to get that idea. So please, okay, when I'm saying this is what are you busy with? It's not niks, niks, niks. Okay, don't want you to get, get that idea. When I was a student for extra pocket money, we used to do stock taking. I don't know if you've ever done stock taking. Okay, so there was these, uh, these, these organizations that, that gathered these students because they were cheap labor, okay? So we would go to these supermarkets, and then they would give you aisle and a, 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 a board, and then you would count cans, one, two, three, four, and then you would count sachets, one, two, three, four, okay? And that was stock taking. And I always thought, why are they doing this? It's such a waste of time. Okay, don't they have systems? I mean, they, they know what they get in. They know what they're selling. Everything is on computers. Why are we here counting cans and sachets and chocolates, you know? Why are we doing it? And then I realized, because there's a reality, and then there's theory. Because in reality, someone stole a bar of chocolates or a can of Coke. So in reality... I need to go and actually count them so that I can see where we are at. Because it's according to the books, I need to have 10 left, but I've got eight. So something happened. I don't know what. So that's why we do stock taking. So when I say, what are you busy with? It's in relation to that. I want you to do a bit of stock taking with me today. Okay. So we are going to look at our lives. I'm going to ask you some questions. And... Uh, the next slide. So it's, it's regarding your work, your play, family, relationships. Okay, what, what do you spend your time on? Okay, we're going to do a bit of stock taking. I'm going to ask some questions. And then I'm going to show you scripture in what we should do. And what the Bible says regarding that. All right. And through that, I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. This is not condemnation. The Bible is clear. There's no condemnation in Christ, only repentance. All right. So you need to repent when you realize, okay, I've stolen a can of Coke. Or when you, when you look at yourself, that's why you do stock taking. When there's this opportunity like today, when someone is coming in and, and putting a spotlight on your life and the Holy Spirit is coming in, you need to look at it and say, I'm missing this. I thought I was here, but in reality, this is, the, this is the reality, okay? So, on whose mission are you? It's the first one. God's mission, your mission, or Satan's mission? That's a harsh one. But that's something that you need to ask. So, am I doing God's work? That is the question that you need to ask. So, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work in John 4.34. So we need to live our lives as Jesus did. So you need to ask yourself, in terms of doing stock taking, am I doing God's work? Am I doing the will of the Father in what I'm doing day to day? Okay, there's no segregation, no difference between 
church life, ministry, work life, finances, projects. That's why I put these projects like Pinda, that a corporate corporation paid for before you because everything we do is kingdom. Our focus is those people. All right. So, the next question is, which kingdom are you part of? Are you working in, working for? Kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness? Okay. So, is God's kingdom your priority? That is the question you need to ask. But seek first his kingdom. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 6.33. Jesus speaking is saying, if you focus on my kingdom, all the other things that you stress about, what you wear, eat, where you live, that is sorted if you focus there. Right. So if you in your life now is stressing about what you eat and where you will live and what you will wear, God is saying, get into my kingdom, make my kingdom and my righteousness, your priority. So that's a question you need to ask. Now, from which position do you live? The next question. From the flesh or the spirit? That's a good question. And now, when I say this, there may be facets in your life that you have absolute spiritual focus on. But then in others, like finances, you, you handle it yourself. It's out of the flesh. And God is saying, everything belongs to me. Everything that you do is my will. It should be my will. All right. So, you know the scripture well, Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So where is your mind? In our prayer meeting, Pierre had this beautiful saying. He said, do not have a conversation with your flesh. All right. That's what it relates to is where's your focus in terms of difficulties, for instance? When difficulties come, and if you are in difficulties, what is your discussion? Is it, a, is it, Lord, give me your spiritual insight, or do you make your own fleshly plans? What's your default? And that's what I'm, I'm referring to here. Another good question in this category is, am I in step with the Spirit? That's a very good one. Galatians 5.25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. This is the picture of keeping in step. The Holy Spirit is walking. There's a minefield, a dangerous minefield, and the Holy Spirit is walking, and there is footprints in the sand, and you are putting your foot where that footprint is. So where the Holy Spirit walks, you are in step with it also speaks about being in tune, okay? Yes, and pass, okay? As he says, when he says. Obedience is not only doing what he requires from you, when he requires it from you is part of it. So are you there? Are you in step with the Holy Spirit? And that is what the flesh does. It, it distracts you from being in step with the Spirit, okay? The next question is, who do I glorify? Me? Others? God? Satan? In 1 Corinthians 10.31 it says, So, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. In what you do, on a daily basis, 
Does that glorify God? It's a good question to ask. In your stock taking, in whatever you do, do you glorify God? And who are you working for? Colossians 3.23 Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So that is how you do your life. And you do, are you doing it according to what the scripture is requiring of you? Okay. Are you feeling condemned? Or do you just see the opportunity to repent? Okay. If, if in any way there is that condemnation that comes up, stop it now. Because there is liberation and freedom and, and incredible power to overcome these type of things. The Holy Spirit is just using this opportunity, this stock-taking moment, to help you get to that place. That's why we do 40 days. Why do we focus? Why do we do that? So that I can look at my life and say, Lord, get out the gunk and get in the wholesome. Lord, I want to come in line. But that's, that's the best place to be. Why would I want to be in another place? Because that is horrible. I want to get here where you are. That is what this is all about. What is the fruit of my doing? Stress, anxiety, or is it peace? Are you in rest is the question. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty, 30. And this is Jesus inviting us to this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is not taking away the yoke. He's just saying, the one that I give, that you will be able to handle. It will feel light, because it is through my empowerment that you will do it. There's an invitation. Do you recognize the invitation in this? But... If you are not in rest, you're not there. You're carrying something that you should not. Is there something heavy on you? When you feel that, it's not God. Because in this scripture, it's clear that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So throw off the, the gunk and the things that Satan and the world want to put on you. and Go to Jesus. Come to me, Jesus says. Here's that invitation. Another scripture regarding are you in rest is Philippians 4, 6. And we quote this a lot. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And this refers to your relationship with God. Do you speak to God first? Think, to, think about it. When you look at your life, when you do stock taking, when I'm in stress, what's the first thing I do? Do I pray? Do I go to God? Do I chat with God about it? Because this is the invitation. In actual fact, this, this almost sounds like a command. It's like, I mean, do not stress. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't do it. But go speak to God. That's the invitation. Next question. Are you busy with others. All right. You work with community. You work in isolation. Do you, uh, do you trust others or do you not trust others? 
And do you value unity, church unity? Right. In uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, who will withstand him? A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And I've seen it in my life so many times. It's because of brothers and sisters around me that I've been able to stand. When I fall, there's someone to help me up, encourage me. Do not be isolated. Question is, are you isolated? Okay. This scripture regarding keeping warm, you never quote that scripture when you speak to teenagers. Okay, so only read verse 9 and the last part. Okay, just, just as, a, as a warning. Okay. In terms of eternity, I just wanted to bring some comedy into the seriousness. In terms of eternity... My work has eternal value, or my work is only earthly value. What can you take with you? People, man. What can you take with you? People. Scripture says, 1 John 2, 17. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So if you do the will of God, that is the thing that will last forever. That has eternal value. Uh, Matthew six nineteen to 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where the, your treasure is, there your heart will be, will be also. So where's your treasure? Where's your Where's your finances? Where's your time? Where's your resources? Because that will show where your heart is. That is what the scripture says. And what he's encouraging us with is to say, use that for eternal value. So when you you spend your time, when you spend your talents, your resources, it must be for for the eternal. It must carry eternal value. So it comes down to where my heart is. It needs to have eternal value. The next question is, how reliant or dependent are you? And I refer to how reliant or dependent are you on God? Is, are you self-reliant? I can do it. Or maybe you, you feel you can't do it. Or maybe we can do it. Uh, the humanistic way of thinking. Or I need God. You, you understand your dependency on God. Psalm 37.5 says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. Okay. It's an incredible thing to realize. Everywhere we see doing God's will, there's this empowerment that comes with it. God knows that we cannot do it alone. In actual fact, we cannot do His will alone. So when we are in that place, there is this promise of empowerment that comes with it. But you need to commit your work. And that commit means I give it to him. All right. Lord, it's yours. It is not something that you, you wonder about. It's something you know it's from God. When we, go, when we went to Pindar, I prayed about Pindar, 
And I said, Lord, just help me. And the Lord showed me, he said, you need to believe that it is my mission. Because when you go on my mission, you know, it's like that story of Paul that was shipwrecked and then he ended off on the island and then the snake bit him. And I read that scripture, he just shook it off, you know. And God, is, he showed me this picture. Okay, you're going to pin down, there's a mamba that goes at you. What do you need to do? Shake it off. It's, your, it's my mission. So are you on God's mission? Because when these things come, and they will, shipwreck and snakes and whatever, you can just shake it off. That is where we need to be. You need to be humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. For you to come into that place where you can do God's will, you need to be under the hand of God. And there's incredible promise here when you do His will. God or God is glorified when you do His will. Heaven comes to earth. There's a manifestation of heaven on earth when God's will is manifested through you. There's incredible promise in here that you will be glorified with Him. There's something that you share in that beauty. I mean, that is incredible motivation for me. Just think about it. Casting all your anxieties on because He cares for you. He will help you. Again, it's that promise. When you go, when it's my mission, you can shake it off, you can do it, you are able. Focus. Where is your focus? How well are you focusing? Do you just go with the flow? Are you distracted? And what are you distracted with? Um, am I focused on my desires, my, my things? Or am I focused on God's purpose? And do I understand God's will? It's very important. Because I need to focus not on my things, but God's will. So, are you focused on the prize? Philippians three thirteen to 14 says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it uh, my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There is a prize that we need to understand awaits us. Jesus Christ is described in this way. He went to the cross knowing the prize that was waiting, the reward that was on this other side. In the same way, we need to know that. There's a knowing of this promise that there is a prize. We are not laboring in vain for nothing. Know it. Um, 2 Timothy 2.4 says, No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. You are a soldier in God's army. I mean, a soldier that shoots in the air is useless. You need to aim. You shouldn't be distracted by all kinds of worldly things. We need to pursue God in that way. So are there things that is distracting you, stealing your focus? Ask that question. And very important, in terms of your focus, understand the will of God. Do you understand the will of God? I know, I speak to many, many Christians, and they say to me, if God just tells me what to do, I will do it. Okay? Then I will focus. Ephesians five fifteen to 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk. 
perspective. So my answer should be this. All right? Look, I want, to, I want to focus. I want to understand the will of God. Then I should answer. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And Romans 12, 2 teaches us how. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. All right. So the way you live and the way you do your life, 2 Peter 1 speaks of that growth model. It starts with faith. The next thing that he speaks about is that focus. Live a holy life, a dedicated life. Get out of the world. Get your mind on the, on the spiritual things, not on the worldly things. Then you will know the will of God. That is where our focus should be. So if you struggle to understand what the will of God is, you will struggle with focus. So how are you doing there? That's the question. Next question. Am I doing the great Commission. You might say, no, it's not my job. It's the pastor's job. I will get there someday. This procrastination. Yeah, I just need to do this course. Yeah, if I do the discipleship course three times, I might be there. Okay? Um, or it is part of my calling and my mandate. And I will not stop doing good. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? If you say yes, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? If you say yes, this is part of your job. Your job. Okay. But you also need to endure in it. Because I understand that many of you are doing it. And even in that doing the one thing that you also need to ask is how well am I enduring? In my journey, in doing full-time ministry in the last couple of 10 years, you get tired of ministry, honest, truly. And I had to rekindle that. I wasn't, you know, it's like I don't want to go to battlefield again. Uh, you know, it's like it's this sword of mine is, is crooked. That's how much I'm fighting, Okay. And it's as if God is rekindling that in this, in this time. I'm looking forward to battle again. You know why? Because that's where I'm going to see my God in action. I'm looking at it in the wrong way. It's not mine. It's not what I have. I'm, I'm looking forward in this next season what God is doing. And hear me, people, church, <laughs> he's doing incredible things we just open up our eyes and now if we are willing to go out into battle endurance next question i do out of relationship with god okay the question is do you do out of relationship with god relationship with god is my priority or i don't have time or don't make time my discipline is good or my relationship with God is neglected. Okay. In Luke five fifteen to 16, we see what Jesus did. But now even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw 
and to desolate places and pray. Here's this picture. I mean, just think of it. Here the success of his ministry is standing up. And Jesus is choosing to go and speak to God. His relationship, his devotion time with God was very important. I mean, Jesus Christ did it. We should do it. All right, so how, how, how's your devotion doing? How is your personal devotion with God? Okay, are you running towards the success of your ministry? Or are you making time to just come and speak to God? Because the focus, the changing, all of that comes out of that relationship. So devotion to God, spending time with our Father, is so, so important. Now I want to end off with this scripture, to pray this way. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and amen. When we live, we live in him. So I started with this question, what are you busy with? So your answer should be from a biblical perspective. It should be, I'm busy with his will. Through Christ that lives through me to the glory of his name. That is what that scripture says in Hebrews 13. I'm busy with, the, uh, with his will through Christ that lives through me to the glory of his name. So when you do stock taking, at the end of the stock taking, we used to write a report. And that report should say something. Your report should be the following. Now, it might not be it. it not, there might be a lot of gaps in your evaluation. But there is a faith declaration that you can make. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. I want you to say, I'm busy with His will through Christ that lives through me to the glory of His name. And Lord, if there's one area in my life where I'm not that, Lord, You will help me. Help me, Lord. I took all of these scriptures that I just presented to you, all of those questions, and I translated it into a statement, a faith statement, and I want to read it with you. I live for His mission and for His glory out of the Spirit in absolute peace with my brothers and sisters in unity. My work has eternal value, and my prize is eternal and my focus is out of a clear understanding of God's will. The Great Commission is part of my calling, and I will endure in this mission, strengthened by my devotion to God and the relationship I have with Him. May that be your faith statement. May we as a church proclaim this over ourselves. Now, a lot of you are Afrikaans, and I want this to hit your heart, so I translated it into Afrikaans. Ek leef vir sy missie en vir sy glorie uit die gees en absolute vrede saam met my broers en sisters in eenheid. My werk het eeuwigheidswaarde en my prijs is eeuwig en my focus is uit die duidelike begrip van Godse wil. 
die verkondiging van die evangelie is deel van my roeping, en ek sal in hierdie sending volhard, versterk dier my toewijding aan God, in die verhouding wat ek met hom het. May that be who we are. Alright, let's pray together. Father, Holy Spirit, guide us, strengthen us, help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, as you help us with our stock taking now, as we look at our lives, Lord, we are not failures. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Lord, may this moment be a great moment of repentance, but also a great moment of victory. Because in every failure, you are our yes and amen. You are the one that guides us, strengthens us, and gives us the ability to overcome sin in any deficiency in our lives. Lord, I pray that you will help us to be bold in our purpose. Everything is to your glory, Lord. Help us in every sphere of our lives to get there, Lord. Help us to understand your will more and more to the glory of your name and because we just adore you and love this relationship we have with you. In Jesus' name, amen.